0: Welcome to You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind with Katherine Potter. Are you ready to deep dive into a better understanding of how your mind, body, and relationships to everything else in your world come together? For the next hour, we invite you to embark on a journey of discovery and connections. Now, here's your host, Katherine Potter. Hello, everyone. My name is
1: Katherine Potter, and I'd like to welcome you to You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind. For those of you who are new to the show, each week we explore topics that support the idea that everything is interconnected and in relationship. This week, we are going to explore the fascinating and sometimes confusing world of dreams. Are dreams one of the ways our unconscious mind tries to reach out to us? Do dreams have valuable information that we may not have clued into? And is there a way to create a bridge between our conscious mind and our dreamer so that we can learn how to interpret the symbolic language of dreams? Let's find out. Today's guest is Lo- Zori- Lori Zarr-Rogers, who teaches dream workshops. Lori, welcome to the show. Hi, Catherine. So first off, I'd really like to find out how you got interested
2: in dream work. Well, like all of you, I have... Vivid dreams at times. And I remember as a child, I would have recurring dreams that made me very curious. Um, and as a an young adult, I had a few nightmarish dreams, and one of them was predictive and saved my life. Wow. Okay. How young of a child? Well, the recurring dreams were while I was, you know, uh, five to 14. The one that saved my life um, was about when I was about 21. That's amazing.
1: So did you go and, at that point, had you started to study dreams? Did you go and talk to um, somebody who works with dreams in order to understand what it meant?
2: No, uh, the dream came to me um, in a very literal way, where events of the dream were mimicked in my daytime life, Um, and so they were just about exactly the same so uh, and it had to do with a a car and um, preventing an accident so i was able to tap into that and i wasn't the driver at the time but i was able to tell the driver about it And because it was a nightmarish dream, it came to me in an amplified style, which nightmare dreams often do, so very heightened. Mm -hmm. Um, So it had a a sense of urgency about it, which means I paid attention to it, and it was memorable. Whoa,
1: so that's fascinating. And then that... um then, after that, you decided to study
2: more about dreams? No, no, I was a slow <laughs> learner. It took me a while. Um, I, uh, I did study dreams at a little bit in university with psychology in my mid 20s, um, and then again um, with Skye McLaughlin at Northern Star College for a while, um, then uh, with uh, Stephen Eisenstadt at Pacific University and Clarissa Pinkola Estes um, in Colorado. Um, in various places after that. But mostly I became aware of my dreams in my nightly life and the dream teachers took over as well. Okay, fascinating.
1: I want to go back a little bit because, well, first dream we're talking about is nightmare. And I want you, uh, you said that we're not going to get into a lot of nightmares, but you, if I heard you correctly, you said that nightmares are, almost like amplified
2: um, amplified messages, would you say? Exactly, Catherine. Um, nightmares come uh, in a variety of ways. Um, they start out subtle like hints sometimes, messages from our psyche. Mm-hmm. But if we don't pay attention or if there's a real urgency, they go up in volume, in the freakiness factor, and they almost stay... In us, like when we've had a nightmare, we often remember it like we, our heartbeat might change, we might get sweaty, and our memory hangs on to it because there is an importance and an urgency.
1: You're right. And I know from when I've had nightmares during the day, dreams can often dissipate as the, you know, they're like a wispy cloud, but nightmares tend to... Are, they're jarring, right? You remember yes. them and you tend to talk about them to people. That's interesting, right? Right. Yeah. They're like a fiery siren in the psyche. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's a good way of seeing it. Okay. So um so a common response, it's you know, the part of my brain that loves in-depth wants to spend a whole pile of time on Exploring nightmares, but we're not going to do that because there's so much to cover. So a common response from people often is that they don't dream or they don't remember their dreams. And so so first off, what can a person do that will help them even to recognize that they do dream and to remember them? What would be some of your suggestions?
2: Yes, dreams are sneaky. They dissipate quickly. They're a lot like smoke. So um, everyone experiences that frustration. So please don't give up when that happens. Because getting more um, amplified, resinous dreams can be cultivated. Um, and we do that in a variety of ways. One of the ways is simply write your dreams down when you get them and remember them. Writing them down really helps. Even if you just get a dream fragment, don't get judgmental about it and say, oh, that's not enough. Don't judge your dreams. Write down whatever you get. Even if it's just a color, uh, an emotion, a feeling, start there. Start the conversation. Take vitamin B. Okay. Um, Some of the Bs are very helpful in uh, memory retention and making the dreams more colorful and vivid. Getting enough sleep is a factor, and as a society, sleep deprivation is a huge problem. Mm -hmm. So we all can experience that. Aging can be a factor. Our brains can just change a little as we age, and it can be harder to remember our dreams. Okay, interesting. Um, Busyness is a factor if we're always really busy. Mm -hmm. uh, Dreams don't... come across as memorable in that way. Or we're not paying attention to more
1: subtle things, right? If we get over busy, our attention's too much on the outer world and we're not
2: paying attention to inner cues. Exactly, exactly. So writing them down, taking your vitamin B, um, addressing your dreamer before you go to sleep, and welcoming the dreamer in, letting the dreamer know that you are going to be receptive is a very important factor. Um, And I find... uh, as unsanitary as it might sound, having a dream journal in the bathroom is really good because okay. middle of the night, um, urination can be really <laughs> helpful for the dreamer. It's it Often it's when we remember things. So, okay, so you're saying if you happen to wake up in the middle of
1: the night, that might be a good time to go and um, write your dream down, whether you're in the bathroom or just woken up and you're in bed and other than that would you keep your dream journal or a piece of paper right by your bed should you write them down when you first wake up if you've not woken up in the night
2: absolutely and you might have to go on a bit of a body fishing expedition start at the end of the dream anything that you do remember and cycle backwards just gently go back toward what you can remember and have gratitude for that and your dreamer will be generous okay so it's beginning to
1: create a relationship. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of hypnotherapy where you're learning to bridge the conscious and the unconscious mind, right? And you have to learn how to. So you mentioned something um, about dreams aren't giving us necessarily or maybe we were talking before, dreams are not necessarily giving us the information in a literal or a logical way, because I think you mentioned something about colors or emotions, and so um, can you tell us a little bit more about that, so people, if they're just playing with this idea, aren't waiting for the
2: dreamer to give them a sentence? So (laughs) that
1: would be nice though,
2: wouldn't it? Well, and it does happen occasionally. Our relationship with our dreamer is so old and so repetitive and so long that dreams like, can come in so many different styles. We have to learn to adapt to a variety of styles, everything from a sentence to a color to um, a piece of emotion, and to realize that they're not linear. They're more related to the right hemisphere of our brain, which is symbolic, poetic, musical, artistic, emotional. Um, they, they represent something. They in themselves uh, do not like to be questioned and will disappear if they are in,
1: at okay. certain times. Okay. And so again, it's just learning that type of language. It's like a relationship, right? That you're learning to listen to a certain type of language that may not always be logical, but
2: super good information. Right. It's It's amazingly profound. Mm -hmm. It predates speech. Mm -hmm. And um, it, of course, is not um, restricted by space or time. So dreams can go probably much um, beyond maybe even when we were born. Uh, I, I'm, I'm speculating there. Um, they can take us into portals with people who've passed, and they can also give us information about what to do in the meeting next week. So mm-hmm. th- th- what we can get from them is is a huge amount, but um, they don't like to be cornered. So we often have to do it... Um, In their way. Mm -hmm. In that language, yes. yes. I I had something funny happen with my right and left hand yesterday. I was fermenting food and um, peeling garlic. And my right hand, because I'm left hemisphere dominant, right hand dominant, thinks it's superior. Hmm. It, It has that attitude. But what I noticed was my left finger thumb was getting sore because my left thumb was doing all the work with the garlic peeling but my right hand didn't acknowledge that at all until it was in a position where I was actually suffering a little bit now dreaming is like that our um, literal kind of mind with our left hemisphere crisp thinking wordiness likes to dominate mm-hmm. it, it likes to define and keep things um on its terms. But so much happens in our lives that is subconscious and right hemisphered and artistic and emotional um, that has much more profound um, importance to us that we don't always acknowledge. Much like my left thumb, <laughs> we, uh, we underestimate the importance of it mm-hmm. until we actually have to see that. Dreams mm-hmm. have always been in a very... Uh, Mm, lesser kind of relationship they're often thought of as an inferior kind of function by our society but they're anything but they are anything but
1: okay so we're going to go to break pretty quick and um when we come back laurie is going to talk to us about the different types of dreams and are there some themes that are common to people um, and so, yeah, stay stay tuned in because when we come back, we're going to learn about like a few particular themes.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: Are you curious about your unique astrological blueprint? Would you like guidance on how to work consciously with the planetary cycles affecting your life? Are you ready to expand your horizons and release limiting beliefs or patterns that inhibit your growth and happiness? With insight, compassion, and experience, Katherine Potter holds a clear place for your unfolding evolution. For more information, go to KatherinePotter.ca. That's KatherinePotter.ca. Are you a budding or closet metaphysician, mystic, or astrologer? Do you want to find out about upcoming programs, workshops, lectures, or retreats? You'll want to sign up for Catherine's free monthly newsletter and stay up to date with informative articles and workshop information. Visit CatherinePotter.ca to subscribe. From astrology to hypnotherapy and mysticism, you'll stay up to date on classes, consultations, and more. Visit CatherinePotter.ca and stay in touch today. This is You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind with Katherine Potter. To reach the show today, please send an email to Katherine Potter at Shaw.ca. That's Katherine Potter at Shaw.ca. Now, back to You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind.
1: Hi everybody, welcome back. Uh, I'm talking to Lori Zott Rogers who has specialized in dreams, and we're about to talk about um, that there are some common uh,
2: themes for people in dreams. Is that correct, Laurie? Absolutely, Catherine. Um, There are always a personal element to every dream, um, which is why I don't like things like dream dictionaries because they are too generic and too narrow. But I'm going to give a few common type dream things That will have some application to many people. And then we would ask personal questions around the common generic themes to personalize it for the individual.
1: All right. And so what are a few of those common dream themes? Just give us a few. Probably as you're talking about it, people go, oh, yeah, I've had that dream.
2: Okay, one of the dreams that I've had as I've become older are my teeth falling out. And this can be a common theme for people, and it invariably leaves people feeling unsettled. You'll often find people touching their teeth in the middle of the night to be sure that it's not real. Hmm. Because if you're a tooth grinder like me, it can be in some Mm -hmm. circumstances. Mm -hmm. So firstly, we eliminate the obvious. Are we really crushing our teeth? Um, What it is often about is the structures in our life can feel like they're crumbling a little bit. Um, Some of the things that we held uh, to be stable factors might be shattering. If your teeth are shattering or crumbling, um, where that's located within your mouth is significant. Your back teeth often have to do with being able to get a grip on substantial nutritive factors in your life Hmm. that might be crumbling or breaking off. Um, Sometimes, again, aging is just a factor in that. But if it's your front teeth, it has to do with status. Hmm. Your status is shifting. um, Or we feel like maybe we're not being seen In the best of lights, and it can be um, humbling to us when that happens. So
1: If a person does have a um, dream about their teeth falling out, obviously they should just stop and think, is just what you said, is there something going on in my life that, is there some foundational change going on? Is something changing? Um, Am I correct in that that's a
2: way for them to just see, can they relate to something going on in their life? Right. So we would take that common dream Structure, yes. and then ask the personalized questions like you are. Where in my life am I feeling okay. like my structure shifting? Like what I held for ground uh, held to be um, stable is no longer stable. Uh, how is it I'm losing my grip? Or if it's front teeth, do I feel like there's maybe a shift of status going on in my life? And how can I adapt to that? Okay, those are good questions,
1: right? To right. stop and think, okay, let's get some more information. And so, of course, that's going to be the beginning of, I'm asking this, building a relationship with your dreamer, right? Because you're paying attention, is that correct? Right, and we'll get back we'll to We'll go that. back to that later, yeah. but I, I just want to point out that that sounds to me, as a newbie, that that would be a good way to begin to open up the doors of communication. Yeah fantastic way okay so now tell us another one
2: another common theme okay another common theme is being chased um often in dreams it can be um someone with a gun someone with a knife what we want to find out in the dream is um who is chasing us and what is going on. Often the figures are rather obscure. Mm-hmm. We're, just, we're just running, and we haven't taken the time to ask questions about it. And this will often be something we're evading or running from in our lives, something maybe we haven't finished something, um, maybe something we don't want to really acknowledge or know that we're trying to evade because it might be painful to mm-hmm. take a look at it. Uh, so we run. And often standing still for a bit, even when we wake up and and ask, what is it that I'm running from? How is it that I feel like I'm being pursued? If the face of the person is covered and we don't know who it is, to get an energy factor around that. What sort of person or energy does this feel like? Is it really threatening and scary or is it just a little bit unsettling? And a knife and a gun are two different things. Do One is a little things. bit more threatening than the other. Mm-hmm. So the... the Gun would be uh, maybe a little bit more urgent and scary of something Mm -hmm. that we're running from. And often it can be just pieces of ourselves that we're running from. So, so just to clarify, um,
1: we don't want to get so focused on it being another person, because like you said, it can be something within ourselves or a situation in our life, right? As opposed to, I think we often will try and interpret something in a literal way about, oh, there's somebody doing this. But, but that that I'm not hearing you say that. No,
2: the thing about dreams is they're mostly about us. Dream figures that show up um, are often representing a part of our own psyche. Now, it can be something threatening in our environment or another person close to us, in which case we should acknowledge that. But it is often a piece of ourselves. And often in a being-chased dream, something we don't want to face, because not everything in our lives is nummy. E- exactly. <laughs> or easy. Exactly.
0: It can be, mm-hmm. you know,
2: scary and unpleasant and mm-hmm. but facing it often takes those dreams away.
0: Mm-hmm. So it
2: unmasks who's chasing us and it gives us a solid ability to say, ah, if I look at this, I have a much better way of actually confronting it and addressing it. And those dreams often stop.
1: Okay, so that's key. Often when we address the issue, you're saying the dreams will stop. So does that mean that if we're not addressing an issue, they may
2: continue to occur but a little bit different or the same? or? Yes, it's often the kind of dream where it feels familiar but there might be a little twist on it. For instance, it might amplify if the situation in real life is getting worse
1: okay. and I'm not
2: looking at it. I like it. Yeah.
1: So give us, we've got time before break for one more dream, and I think people find it really interesting because I, I bet you a lot of people have had these types of
2: dreams. Right. We have many templates, but I'm going to choose because of the kind of weather we're having in El right now. The storm factor. Mm. Dreams about storms. Um, they can happen when we feel like something in our life is brewing that we don't have control over. Mm -hmm. So a situation where maybe, and this one can involve other people, maybe we have a spouse or a work situation or something where we don't have control, and depending on the violence of the storm in the dream and how long of notice we have, it can be something that's happening quite quickly if the storm is coming quickly. And if the storm is of a very violent nature, what is happening can have um, and major impacts There could be something of that um, dimension going on these are often very common in people who've had um, maybe a relationship with an addict maybe even a parent who's been an addict or someone really unpredictable will bring things on in their lives quickly and you can feel by the emotional energy of the other person or the circumstance that something's brewing and you're not going to have control over it so seek shelter so
1: seek shelter. Okay, I, I was going to say to you, if it's um, something going on with another person, you know, really what can a person do then? And you're saying, you know, it's are you saying that possibly the dreamer is telling them the situation's beyond their control and to to
2: take care of themselves? Or Right, they're picking up the vibes they know about because mm-hmm. they can read the circumstances and they can read the energy. Or maybe... Within themselves, something's brewing that's big that we're not we're not acknowledging or looking at, and something's going to erupt. You know, fascinating if we think about it in in the many
1: ways that we can get information. Um, from our unconscious mind right we're constantly we have this vast amount of wisdom to tap into and dreaming of course being a really valuable tool that sometimes I think we work so hard and struggle out there and and we've got such it's like this encyclopedia of wisdom in us right and it comes to us every night (laughs) and it comes to us every night this reminds me a little bit of some work that I've done and taught and it's learning how to um uh, interpret symbols, right but this is daytime work and it's very similar,
2: right? Those are exactly the same skills. Mm-hmm. Catherine. Mm-hmm. symbols are the language of dreams mm-hmm. and emotions. so mm-hmm. yes, exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: So do you think people some people are more keyed into um, working through nighttime? And some people more keyed into working with those types of symbols during the day or it's just whatever whatever they get
2: used to or I'm just curious if you think there's a type of nature that I I think some people love working with symbols and those who love working with imagery will also love working with dreams not everyone feels that they can have a dream on demand Mm -hmm. and some people are frustrated that they don't Feel like they dream, but everyone does. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would be part of the factor. When you talk about a
1: dream on demand, are you talking about dream incubation, where some, where you're asking for a solution
2: to something? Is that what you mean by dream on demand? Or you know? I left. I kind of use that vaguely, but it could be a dream incubation. But some people just think that if they don't remember their dreams, they're not having them, so thus they're not attracted to that to interpreting them. Oh, okay, For I see what you're saying. Right. Yes. Wow,
1: so fascinating. We are going to go to break, and when we come back, um, Lori's going to talk to us about a different sort of dream that we can learn to work with, and interpret more, and interview it, and I think you refer to it as an archetypal type of dream. So stay tuned, when we come back, we're going to talk about how we can actually work a little bit more intimately with our
3: dreams. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: Are you curious about your unique astrological blueprint? Would you like guidance on how to work consciously with the planetary cycles affecting your life? Are you ready to expand your horizons and release limiting beliefs or patterns that inhibit your growth and happiness? With insight, compassion, and experience, Catherine Potter holds a clear place for your unfolding evolution. For more information, go to Katherinepotter.ca. That's CatherinePotter.ca. Are you a budding or closet metaphysician, mystic, or astrologer? Do you want to find out about upcoming programs, workshops, lectures, or retreats? You'll want to sign up for Catherine's free monthly newsletter and stay up to date with informative articles and workshop information. Visit CatherinePotter.ca to subscribe. From astrology to hypnotherapy and mysticism, you'll stay up to date on classes, consultations, and more. Visit CatherinePotter.ca and stay in touch today. This is You, The Universe, The Holistic Mind with Katherine Potter. To reach the show today, please send an email to Katherine Potter at Shaw.ca. That's Katherine Potter at Shaw.ca. Now back to You, The Universe, The Holistic Mind. All right, welcome back. I'm talking to Laurie
1: Zott Rogers, and we're talking about the fascinating world of dreams and how um, we can, over time, learn to build a relationship with our dreamer so that we can work with our dreams in a more uh, full way. So, Laurie, let's just start with that. So somebody has um, begun to pay attention to their dreams they've got there. Their paper and pens in the washroom, <laughs> if that's where they're <laughs> in the middle of the night, or by their bed, they're marking their dreams down. They're beginning to um, listen. That okay? There's valuable information, and and so how can how can how can a person build? that relationship with their dreamer? What are some of the things they might be able to do? I'm assuming just listening and learning that language, but how else
2: can a person build the relationship with their dreamer? It is so much about attitude and so much about um, getting past the cultural conditioning that many of us have had. Many people um, came came to places like Canada with a very healthy attitude towards their dreamer. Um, Uh, people from the caucus like the uh, Eastern Europeans the Celts uh, Native American uh, Native Canadians um, Africans people from all over the world often knew that what their dreamer had to say had significance and sometimes family conversations around the table would result from this. There was an attitude, even biblically, that dreams were extremely important and held valuable data. Um, Science, bless it because we owe so much debt to it, Um, wanted to counteract some of that because dreams had been used biblically to do things like start wars even. They were used out of context. So they diminished them to a point of being ground into the ground basically. So the first thing is to build awe and wonder about this natural choreography that takes place in you every night and how every single being that shows up in your dream Every symbol, every action, every animal and character has been chosen by this brilliant piece of you that um, choreographs your dreams as intricately as someone does a ballet. Mm-hmm.
1: Really well said. And, of course, how we become so intelligent and developed in one way, we start becoming stupid, right? <laughs> I know that's not political, but it does. We, we begin to stop listening to some of our information that uh, comes from within, right?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, people say, well, I don't know what it means. Um and so there is a learning curve to dream work, and I, I won't lie to you about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can take dream courses, read dream books, etc. but your emotions will tell you if a dream is good, bad. Learning to question dreams in a certain fairly simple way will open up volumes. Keeping your own dream dictionary where this person, if I ask three questions about um how they're different than someone else will give me very valuable data. Um, But yes, going into a relationship with a dreamer, uh, a dreamer loves respect.
1: Yeah, that is what I'm hearing. Don't be disrespectful. Don't, just because you can't understand it, go, that's wrong or it doesn't work. And so it takes time. I add time and a little bit of commitment to developing it is what I'm hearing you
2: say. It is our native language, mm-hmm. and we don't take time to learn it quite mm-hmm. often, mm-hmm. Um, even though we know to some degree what our dreams mean. So don't discount what you already know, but do learn more. Um, going in respectfully, listening to the dream, writing it down, and then acting upon the wisdom that it gives you. Yes. If we totally and um Uh, repetitively ignore what it's saying, like anyone giving advice, it gets a little bit deflated. Yes.
1: All right. So we were talking a little bit and you were talking about, yes, there are those common uh, dreams to people, but you mentioned something about like those bigger dreams that tend to reoccur and that we have an opportunity to work with more, right? Tell me a little bit, tell us a little bit more about that. You didn't use the word the bigger dreams, I think you, right? But they are
2: bigger themes maybe in our life. Right. There are many types of dreams we get. So don't dismay when you don't remember the majority of your dreams. Just let it go. If a dream really needs to be remembered and you're paying attention and writing things down, you will. Mm -hmm. Because some dreams come and they cling on to your skin and to your mind, write them down. Some dreams also have different qualities to them. Like they feel uh, like a bigger dream, as you use the word, where they're almost more fairy taleish in nature. They're mythic. Hmm. They uh, have characters that are memorable. The actions are memorable. Um, and they stick with us. We might only have a few of those dreams in our lifetime, and they often come at stages our lives are changing, and they're giving us really large information about where to go next and how to work with what is changing. So when we want a manual for our lives, the manual doesn't come written in total English, Mm -hmm. but we have the manual, and it's in the big dreams. Interesting. So a dream like
1: that... Would it be almost a continuation that you get a dream and then you're working with it and then there is the, I don't mean the next night, but another part to it that you're working with that you're paying attention to? Like, do do they tend to last over a longer period of uh, time than, let's say, a dream that you have,
2: you know, that's not as big of a theme in your life? You bet they do. And dreams work on our personal symbolism. Um, so um, we will understand if the dream is getting worse or better in the way that it evolves. So the signals uh, show us, like, our dreams are alive, much like real life, where there is changing atmospheres, changing circumstances. Yes, so the signals and the symbols change hmm. and, and the messages are updated. They don't give us repetitive information unless we haven't paid attention to it. Hmm.
1: So, um, can you give us a brief example of um, can you give us a brief an example of that type of dream as opposed to teeth falling out or, right, a dream that we need to pay attention
2: to because it's got a much bigger theme, right? Yes. Um, now, the male and female part of our psyches will often show up um, in certain ways to show us how they're doing. Um, for example, wounded animal dreams will often show up if a piece of us is not being fed. How oh, interesting. Um, uh, at a certain stage of my life, uh, after I got married which was a long time ago, many good things changed in my life. But there's certain pieces that I wasn't paying attention to anymore. Uh, so I had a dream of I opened a basement door. Now, things in the basement and dreams are often hidden mm. or buried. Of course, that makes sense, right. doesn't it? So I opened the door, which is symbolically opening the door to take a look at what's going on. And there was a starving dog and um, lion there. Hmm. I hadn't been paying attention or feeding a couple of pieces of my psyche and of my life, or even of friends, hmm. because I was focusing on my relationship. Hmm. So the dreams were showing me that, um, w- uh, also how we are in dreams. Um, I used to sometimes dream of wounded males; um, their legs they weren't they they weren't walking well, kind of. Um, Disabled um, Hmm. Mm -hmm. with walking. Now, uh, when I would feed the male part of my psyche and get out there more, do some marketing, do some selling, which I really hate, (laughs) but I know the value of, um, those pieces of my male would show up healthier, more vibrant. They would be walking, maybe even running. But I will get dreams of um, that male part being disabled again when I go awry in that particular way. Oh interesting. So I I understand what those symbols are after communicating with them and they then give me feedback through dream state. Okay. And so you're seeing the the animal or that
1: was symbolic more of the the feminine energy for you. Yeah. Whereas Um, The other was more about, hey, are you getting out there and
2: making things happen in your world? Right. The wounded Uh, and neglected pieces always were We're showing up. One the female, one the male. Hmm. Um, Yes. So would you ever, uh, in a dream...
1: Or after, like when you're writing the dream down, not right in the dream, because I think that's a whole other skill level yeah. called lucid dreaming. Um, but in the after, when you're interpreting the dream and you're looking at it, are you? Um, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. Are you interviewing that symbol? Are you asking how it can change? Or now I'm making a correlation between that and you know this inner imagery. That I've
2: worked with. So is it similar to that? Oh, Catherine, you've hit the nail on the head there. Um, really what this archetypal dream level likes is not so much interpretation, which Mm -hmm. the personal level really benefits from, but relationship building. And again, respect is very good for that, but getting to know the beings. So just like I would get to know you better Mm -hmm. and build a relationship respectfully, we do that with the symbols that are showing prominence and important. And believe me, neglected animals showing up in my basement, are prominent. Uh, No kidding. So I would would converse with it. Mm -hmm. First the dog and then the lion. What is it? How is it I've neglected you this badly? Um, What is it you need for food? Um, How is it that I can help you and thus myself And then I need to follow up on those steps. And I keep going back for those interviews. We keep the dream images alive this way, not just as part of our ego, but as their own living beings and show them that kind of respect. Wow, that's
1: fascinating. And then when you get the information from it, it, I'm assuming, then helps you with your transformation. Oh, it
2: is the transformation when we do the follow-up. But standing to find out the areas in our life where we were neglectful or where we are disabled, this is where the real gold is. Mm -hmm. But it takes that ability to sit in our ums as you like to say and sit still and listen to those pieces because they're not easy pieces if they were they'd be showing up in our egos in regular life but what we get showing up in dreams are sometimes the harder pieces Mm -hmm. that are um, much more easy to neglect. Sure because I don't think dreams are the territory of the ego are they? (laughs) No uh, but Mm -hmm. uh, Clarissa Pinkola Este's Likes to say that within our dreams are our brilliance and our uniqueness, yeah. and this is really where artists go to get what is new, to get what is abundant, to get what is unique. It is our total gold mine, gold mine, of only what we can bring into the world. Yes, and of course, many
1: inventions were were the inventors, the scientists, whatever who have mentioned, oh, you know, I dreamed it or I um, saw it in an image. Or So fascinating. All right, we are going to go to break again. And when we come back, um, Lori is going to interpret a very short dream that I had the other night. So stay tuned.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America.
0: Are you curious about your unique astrological blueprint? Would you like guidance on how to work consciously with the planetary cycles affecting your life? Are you ready to expand your horizons and release limiting beliefs or patterns that inhibit your growth and happiness? With insight, compassion, and experience, Catherine Potter holds a clear place for your unfolding evolution. For more information, go to KatherinePotter.ca. That's KatherinePotter.ca. Are you a budding or closet metaphysician, mystic, or astrologer? Do you want to find out about upcoming programs, workshops, lectures, or retreats? You'll want to sign up for Catherine's free monthly newsletter and stay up to date with informative articles and workshop information. Visit CatherinePotter.ca to subscribe. From astrology to hypnotherapy and mysticism, you'll stay up to date on classes, consultations, and more. Visit CatherinePotter.ca and stay in touch today. This is you, the universe, the holistic mind with Katherine Potter. To reach the show today, please send an email to Potter at shaw.ca. That's Potter at shaw.ca. Now back to you, the universe, the holistic mind. Hi,
1: everybody. Welcome back. I'm talking to Laurie Zott Rogers and we're talking about the fascinating world of dreams and how our dreamer, our unconscious mind is always trying to give us very useful information that we can use in our life to pay attention to things that we maybe need to make a change with. And so, Laurie, before we went to break, I mentioned when we come back, we're going to do just a very, very short dream, right? And so, should I just tell you quickly what the dream was? Please, Catherine. I'm (laughs) excited to hear you dream so it was one of those intriguing dreams I woke up and um, I had in the dream there were I was in my house and lots of people were coming and going and but somewhere in the back of my mind I was thinking where is this older dog I had Brandy her name was Brandy and I knew that there had been other dogs after that which is true um, but I was trying to figure out where was she in the house and I um, Is she being fed? And so it's almost like I could sense her there, but I didn't know where she was. And was she being taken care of and fed? And there was no indication that she wasn't, but I was just trying to find her trying to figure out where she was. So that was the dream, and I thought, well, that's interesting. Right. Now,
2: we could take up to two hours working with that dream. Which we cannot, but Uh, it would be fun. (laughs) But uh, I will just ask a question or two, and Catherine, you decide what you'd like to reveal. Yeah. But um, so I would put to your dreamer, how is it that this very loving and um, gentle being, Brandy, uh, is showing up in your life, um, in in your home environment, even though much is going on, you're thinking about this very special piece, and how is it that even though there's busyness, you're thinking about whether or not she's been fit? What is it about this sacred being that holds such specialness? And what part of you might that be? And how is it you might feed her?
1: Okay, so that's interesting. So you're bringing it back and asking me to look at, if I understand correctly, is there some part in myself that comes from another time? I don't know, because as you're talking, I'm thinking, oh, what about Brandy? Well, she was previous to two other dogs I had her from the time she was six weeks to 16 years old you know so um, so could it be as simple as something a part of me from that time is it still is it still being fed that's right. where
2: my mind starts to go as right. you say that and and can you find a piece of yourself that is like this beloved creature that is still hanging in your memory? Because nothing really has replaced this piece, Mm -hmm. even though there have been other dogs. Mm -hmm. And is she being properly fed? And why is it she's coming up now? And why is she coming up now? Yeah. Exactly,
1: because this was quite... Okay, so that, of course, me being me... Um, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to play with this a little bit. I'm going to go home and maybe journal, um, you know, just write down a few ideas of what she represented to me and what that time or what that is. And so I can see where um, just even with some of those intriguing questions and not making it about a dog but making it about how does this represent some part of me opens up the door for me to get – um, a deeper look at something. It's pretty intelligent, isn't it, DreamWork? Oh,
2: amazingly intelligent and complex
0: mm-hmm. and also simple mm-hmm. because
2: you'll know you have the right answer when it feels right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. I find sometimes, um, and I'm not a—I'm not an ongoing journal. Like I'm not somebody who journals consistently is a better way of saying it, but I find when I do write, things just become very clear. So that would be my way of of talking to that
2: dreamer. Lord, Absolutely. This is fascinating information. Right. Yeah. And build more of a relationship with Brandy. Yes. Go and talk to her and of see course. why she's showing up. Yes. Ask her um, what it is that yeah. she would like to tell you at this moment and see how you feel about that. Isn't that brilliant?
1: Isn't yeah. that? I love it. Okay. So we could probably talk hours about dreams but we're coming you know very quickly to the end of the show and i want to make sure um if you if you would like to recommend an author that you
2: really like or a particular book is there anybody that you would uh recommend for personal dream work a uh, gail delaney is wonderful. And for more archetypal dream work, Stephen Eisenstadt from Pacific University has uh, a wonderful book. There are many dream books out there. And so that would probably
1: be a way to, um, you talked about personal dream work, Gail Delaney, a way of, you know, letting go of dream dictionaries that are a little bit, and they have their use, but that are a little bit too general and beginning to develop more of a relationship, yes?
2: Absolutely.
1: Okay, great. So thank you. That's two very good resources. And then, um, Lori, you um, actually teach a dream workshop, and I know you don't have it set to go right now, but I believe your
2: uh, workshop is called? Sacred Dream Cave. Sacred Dream and Cave. And we get together as sacred dreamers and create an atmosphere to make our dreamer comfortable and ask the right questions and set the right ambience.
1: Very nice. Um, and also, um, you and your husband have the your online store, right, called
2: self Heal uh, www yeah. dot mm-hmm. The
1: reason I'm mentioning it is because you um, are also involved with uh, essential oils and flower essences, and you have got an essential oil for dreaming, don't you?
2: I have something called the Dream Temple, which I've created with resins that have been used in dream temples in different cultures throughout time. And so they're all melded together. But if you don't get that, you can also just use something like frankincense, myrrh, um, mugwort, atlas cedar. Some of those scents are very conducive to the dreamer. And as far as flower essences, the little drops you take under your tongue, um, something from Prairie Diva called Nightshade, is wonderful, or mugwort from FES.
1: Very nice. Lori, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the
2: show. You've got such valuable information. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Catherine, for including me. And now I think we'll both go and take a little nap. And (laughs) refresh our (laughs) dreamer.
1: No kidding. So any of you who would like to reach Lori, you can email her at uh, Self heal at tellusplanet.net. If you would like to reach me, you can email me at katherinepotter at shaw.ca or go to my website katherinepotter.ca. So, my next guest will be Jonathan Hooten, who counsels and teaches about embodied therapies. We're going to talk about boundaries, the ones you can see and the ones you can't see. And he'll give us some tips on how we can create healthy, energetic boundaries. And so definitely you want to tune into that. I think that's so important for all of us to have good mental, emotional, and physical boundaries in place and... Again, to um, pay attention to the boundaries we can't see. Until then, how about this week you begin to build a bridge between your unconscious and your conscious mind by listening to your dreamer. Maybe it's time to take a sheet of paper and put it beside your bed and jot down when you first get up in the morning what that wise, wise, wise dreamer is trying to tell you. Or as Laurie said... Maybe have a second piece of paper by the washroom in the bathroom. So if you're woken up to go to the washroom and you're hearing or you have a a fragment of a dream, you can jot it down. So until next week, I hope you have a marvelous week. Pay attention to the wisdom within and just really enjoy your week. And thank you for listening to You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind.
0: Thank you for listening this week. Please join your host, Catherine Potter, for another edition of You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind, next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week.